Hi everyone. We wanted to clarify that this episode of Is This Movie You Know was recorded before the events of this past week unfolded. Protesters are making their voices heard standing against police brutality and racial injustice. Both Fernando and I support and stand with the protesters across the country, and we're encouraging our listeners to fight injustice and support organizations like the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, Black Visions Collective, National Police Accountability Project, and more. Act Blue has a fund that will redistribute your donation across over 70 different bail funds. Black Lives Matter. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. Hi, Fernando. How's it going? It's going well. For those who are listening, um, Memorial Day weekend just ended. So that was fun. It was it was it was really nice holiday. Social distancing. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Oh yeah, did you go golfing? Oh yeah, I actually went to uh, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, oh, not wow, you really. Went to I I actually oh, did go to Mhm. I actually did go to Central Park. It was actually kind of cool. Lots of the bars around me are like reopening, so they're doing like takeout cocktails wait. kind of thing wait so. what they're reopening wait, what no they're reopening for takeout so like they like everything's oh, closed okay. down but only the door is open and they're like like cocktails oh. to go kind of thing um so then that's what i did okay girl you scared me i was like imagine we're not getting back into this that quick right yeah no for sure but that's what i did i got myself a margarita and then i went to central park it was a lovely time. Wow, that sounds really lovely. I did not have an experience even remotely similar to that. So you win. I won. I won Memorial Day weekend. So let's cheer for that. So do you want to wow. start going yes. through the tops and bottoms of the week? Yes, let's do the tops and bottoms of the week. I feel like now is a great and very opportune time to talk about HBO Max. All right. So for those who are listening, HBO Max would have already come out because it comes out on May 27th. So right. we are dying with anticipation. Are Do you think you're going to get it? Um. Okay. So here's the thing. My parents have HBO with their cable subscription. Got it. And so I believe that we should automatically get it for free. Yes. Well, this is the interesting thing. I was reading that only people who are subscribed through Apple, HBO, and um, I believe it's I yeah, Apple, HBO, and Google are the ones getting HBO Max automatically. If you Wait, are, what? I did not hear this. Yes. So if you're I subscribed, did not hear this at all. yeah. So if you're subscribed through Roku. Or Amazon, like if you bought like an extension, or like Hulu, I think also sells like an extension. You're not gonna be- get it automatically, so that's what the deal is. Wow, that's yeah. that's I I'm not happy about that. I'm not. Happy. I was just reading up about all of the content on HBO Max, and like I want it, but like it's expensive. It it's is like fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, so give everyone a rundown on. What is HBO Max? So HBO Max is like everything on HBO plus everything in the Warner Media catalog. 
And so that includes TV shows like Friends, The Big Bang Theory, um, Doctor Who, and everything from their movie li- library. So that's like Casablanca, um, The Wizard of Oz, to like The Matrix and Wonder Woman and the DC Universe. I know that they paid a pretty penny for Friends. That's right now. Oh my like- god, yeah. I don't know why they did. I mean, I wouldn't pay two cents for Friends. Right. Well, there's a lot of people who would. Well, the interesting thing is that I heard, so DCU Films works obviously with Warner Brothers, but all the DCU content that they've been producing, like Doom Patrol or like, um, I believe it's the, 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 the little Justice League, the one that's not with the real team but the one with the smaller team Robin Teen Titans yeah the live action one the little Justice League League, that's how I'm calling them so they (laughs) have so DC has their own subscription service that they're not going to be merging with HBO Max so that's so shitty so all all that content uh, is not going to be put there however Doom Patrol which it, it is in the DC streaming service it's going to be simultaneously like transmitted in HBO Max and in what their is DC Doom streaming. Patrol? I have no clue, but it's really confusing. Um, but that's how it's going to work, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, one thing I really admire about the HBO Max launch is that there's going to be so much original content on day one. Um, and... A lot of it isn't going to be good, but there's going to be a lot of it. Whereas I think with Disney Plus on day one, there wasn't really that much, you know? Right. I think that they got really lucky in the sense that most of these shows, most of this original content is already produced. So Yes. Oh, yeah. So, for example, I know that there's going to be a new um, Sesame Street show, like a little talk show that they're going to have. All those episodes. Oh, no, it's... The Muppets? No, it wouldn't be The Muppets. It would be Sesame Street. No, The Muppets are on Disney. The Muppets um, are on Disney. And they're going to have their own show, too. Yeah, in July. It's going to be short form. It's exciting. But but yeah, um, Elmo's having a show on HBO Max. Yeah, and I was looking at like some... Like Amy Schubert's going to be original content in HBO Max. I like saw that they already like announced what's going to be coming out during the summer. So knowing the price point, let's say that you did not have this, knowing what the content's going to be, um, would you say this is a top or bottom or reverse? I would say that this is a top, honestly. I mean, all of the original content looks really cool. I don't know. I mean, if I, I'm very interested in all these movies and the Warner catalog, and so I, I think it's a great, a great deal, honestly interesting i'm gonna go with verse because i'm one of those who got hbo through amazon um so i'm not gonna be getting the upgrade right away and that's just that's just annoying to me that's annoying it is annoying that if i were to do the dc streaming service i would not be getting that content either so that's just silly and it's just like silly that you know we already had the confusion with HBO Go and HBO Now, and now we're going to have HBO Max. No. It's just like, and apparently, like, HBO is not directly involved in the project. It's just Warner Bros., which is, you know, the umbrella 
that took right, the HBO right. brand and they're going to be doing that. So like I've heard that HBO executives are not that happy about it. I'm very excited about the content, but I'm not sure if post quarantine, I'm going to be spending $15 a month for HBO. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you there, but we'll see. I mean, as of now, you know, I, I haven't explored the whole HBO max catalog, um, but it's got a lot of varied content, and I think it could be very successful. Um, uh, speaking of HBO Max content, I am going to introduce the other um, news of the week, um, which is the fact it. that we are getting a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League in oh 2021. Yeah. How, what do you think of, of uh, Josh Whedon's Justice League? I honestly think Justice League got such bad reviews when it came out. I didn't see it. I heard it was pretty bad. Oh. It really didn't make a lot of money. And no one I know said it was good. And honestly, I have a hard time thinking that with the same ingredients, they just had something better that they were sitting on. But they were like, no, no, no. We're not going to release it. We're going to wait three and a half years. Right. Because obviously people are going to want it. You know, I don't, I don't buy that. So I don't think this new cut, if it's very different, I don't think it's going to be very good. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really just a bonus feature meant to do fan service. Well, here's the thing. I didn't go to see... I, for everyone who don't, doesn't know this, I do not enjoy Marvel movies. I do not like the tone. This isn't Marvel. This is DC. I know, but I don't, I don't enjoy Marvel movies. I don't like the tone. I don't like the characters. I don't like the way Disney has handled the brand. So I had really high hopes for Justice League when it came out. Um, it's a terrible movie. It did... Uh, fun fact, Ant-Man 2 outgrossed the entire run of Justice League, just to, like, show you how badly it did. And Ant-Man and the Wasp? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Amazing content. I did not see that, I gotta admit. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. But yeah, so this is after a really long, hard-fought campaign by Whedon detractors who hated the original version and Zack Snyder lovers. I, so from what Zack Snyder has said, they are going to add, they're going to add another character, another member of the justice league to this new cut. And they're going to do additional photography and it's rumored to cost around 30 to 40 million um, to complete the VFX. Yes. So they are rumoring that it's either going to be, a four-hour movie, or they're going to cut it into different episodes. We're still not sure. Kind of the same thing happened with Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman, the theatrical version, was not well-received. And then Zack Snyder was like, wait, 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 my original vision was a lot better. It added, like, around 40 minutes of new content. And I watched that, and in my opinion, wasn't that much better. Um... I this, it was like minimally better. It was like minimally better, better, but like you know, it's a longer movie. Batman v Superman was already long, and then you add more runtime. I do think that it has, if it leaves, 
if it's if it's going to live in um, HBO Max, it probably is going to do better. They are desperate for content. This is really cheap, considering it's a you know could be treated as a whole ass movie. Um, so we'll see. I am very very not excited about this. And there's another reason to why I said that HBO Max is going to be averse because I just, I'm not excited by this thing that I believe that they announced right now because they believe it's going to be their crown jewel when it comes to And it's not. It's not. It's it's really not. Um, So I'm actually going to say this is, this is the bottom. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with this being a bottom. Uh, she's a bottom she is the bottom this noose is a bottom Q Willem um, we cannot afford the rights <laughs> to the song but you know what I'm talking about so those were the oh, tops and bottoms of the week yay and we did it we did it so the movie that we're going to be talking about today is Love, Simon um, yay Josh how many times have you watched this film because I bet you watched it I've watched this movie like four times. I love it so much. It's like Same. literally one of my favorite movies. Really? Wow. Yeah. I never knew yeah. that. Um, so for those who don't know what Love, Simon is, um, Love, Simon is a movie that came out in 2018. It stars Nick Robinson as Simon, um, Josh Dumahel as Simon's dad, and Jennifer Garner as his mom. It's written as on Simon Spear. He's a closeted gay high school boy um, who kind of, through a like anonymous tips kind of group, he finds out that in his high school there's someone who's also closeted and gay, and they start kind of like a pen pal relationship while he is kind of navigating teenagehood and his friends and how they are interacting between each other, and also he as dealing personally with his sexuality. The main conflict of the film happens when he is basically blackmailed with this information by another kid who needs help with girls, um, with one girl specifically, who is one of Simon's best friends. Um, so this is basically the main conflict of the film, Simon trying to help this guy kind of stay quiet in order for him to not be outed from the closet um and meanwhile he's also like trying to figure out for himself what it would mean to come out and what it would mean to sort of pursue a relationship with this guy who is in a very similar situation to him but he has no idea who he is right um so the movie he meets a couple of different people and we are left like kind of wondering which one of these people could be until we find out at the end who it is. This is based on a novel, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Josh, did you read the book? I did. I actually read the book. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. You're like coming out as a literary master. I... (laughs) You read your name. You read this. I heard this book is not good. (gasps) Oh! Is, am I, I wrong? Disagree. Um, I think you are wrong. I think I think the movie is very good, and the book is very good for a different reason than the movie. Okay. So you just said let's let's do what we do at the beginning of the podcast. We let it out and we kind of say how we feel about the movie. You said that this is one of your favorite movies, correct? I think this is going to be my favorite movie that we review together, honestly. 
I mean, we're only in season one and like, we're like, and this is the peak of gay cinema. You know, this is the Citizen King. Here's the thing. I, when you suggested us reviewing this, I was like, talented, spectacular, never the same, truly unique. We are just going to be praising this movie left and right. It's going to be amazing. And everyone's going to hate us for loving this film. However, I rewatched it today. And I got to say, I like did not, it did not age well with me at all. Yeah. (gasps) Two years. How did it not age well? And it just like did not do the the same thing for me. I just, Uh, uh, I'm going to go into it. But this it's, is just... It's just so heartfelt. How could you not enjoy it? Okay. Everyone deserves a great love story, Fernando. Do you not believe that? Here's the thing. I believe that everyone deserves a love story, a good love story, and the gay community also deserves shitty romantic movies. <laughs> yes. So yes. this is... I do think that if we really want equality, love, Simon, is what we deserve. <laughs> if if straight people have, you know, movies like The Ugly Truth, The Bounty Hunter, the ba- yeah, The Bounty Hunter, She Sold That, Heather's, you know, we also deserve like our fairest share of not great movies. <laughs> but this isn't one of those not great movies. This is a masterpiece. Okay, so let's go through the story and let's go dissect. The main conflict is kind of we said he is being blackmailed by this theater guy. And... By this kid named Martin, who is so cringy. Um, but it happens when um, Simon is in the library and he's checking his computer. Um, sorry, he's checking his email and he accidentally leaves his email open. And Which Martin is, is so nosy. So stupid. As a gay per- as a closet a gay person during high school. Oh my god, my, if you freaking, like, I guarded my cell phone, like, it was, like, state secrets. Like, it oh was, like. Oh my god, like, yeah, you cover your tracks. You kept, you, you would delete every single, like, search history thing. If you used the family computer, all that would be gone. Um, you, like, if someone was even, like, approaching you, like, six feet away. Like, your spider senses would start tingling, and, like, you would start, like, no, no, no. Like, you can't see my shit. Um, But, like, in some ways, I get why it happened. And I think it kind of proves that, like, you know, this is something that Simon has never really felt before. And it's really, you know, significant. And I think it's significant enough that he's caught off guard and he doesn't know how to do his normal sort of closet hiding, if that makes sense. That makes sense, and I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, I'm still mad. <laughs> I closeted gay person would guard them shit, you know? It's really um, so... I think this you're is, being unfair. I probably am being unfair, and this is why, and I'm going to give it to you, because the movie starts with him clarifying that if he were to come out, everyone would be fine about it. Um, yeah. We already introduced yeah. his parents for people who haven't watched the movie. His mom is like a really like super liberal psychologist slash activist. His dad is like also, he's said to be like very 
very nice and very, you know, like very loving. His sister is also like a right, and (laughs) and then his sister is also very supportive. His best friends are also like they never give us any indication. Oh my god! Although poor Leah, his best friend Leah is played by um, what's her name? Catherine Langford. Catherine Langford, um, who is famous for Thirteen Reasons Why, and this poor girl is throwing herself at him. And he does not realize it at all. Um, yeah, so we at are told all. that he's had girlfriends before. His best friends are all for it. You know, like if they he were to come out. Um, so I understand where you come from when you say this is someone who's never had to worry about those things. So it it's understandable that he gets sloppy. Um, I'll give you that one. But then we got to go to... The other side characters, and this is my main problem with the film, is that this film has a lot of padding. Um, excuse me? It struggles to get to the an hour and 40 minute mark by introducing, like... It's a two hour movie. No, I'm sorry, it's one hour 50. Yeah, to introduce so many, like, different subplots that have to be resolved because they don't know how to, like, focus on just Simon's story. Well, I disagree. I think focusing on Simon's story also involves going to the depths that Simon will go to to keep this a secret. And at the end of the day, he kind of ruins a lot of his relationships. And I think it's important to like show that and how having this secret not only takes a toll on him, but on his friends as well. Okay. So the other, the padding that I'm talking about is that his friend Nick is in love with his with Simon's all Simon's Simon's friend Abby, and right. the problem is that Martin, the kid that is blackmailing him, is in love with Abby. So he says, "Hey, help me out with Abby, and I want out you." So then, to do this, Simon tells Nick that um, Leah is in love with him. So they go on a date, and he is yeah. like so like. Close to it. You know, it just like turns to like such a complicated thing. And then I'm like, this is a lot of padding. Like, this is like to in order to get to the story, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have that much fluff. Because the movie is the I disagree. movie's called Love Simon. It's not Love Simon, Leah, Abby, Nick, Martin, and like all these people. You know, it's just but like it's about Simon because it's about the ways in which he is kind of breaking his friends' hearts in order to protect this secret that he doesn't even know if if it's going to end up happy for him. You know, okay. he's acting out of fear. And I think that's really important to see in that these gay characters, you know, especially like the closeted ones, they can sometimes make bad decisions, a lot of bad decisions out of self-preservation. But then this is where we got to, this is a great segue for us discussing what the climax of kind of the movie is oh my god the climax the climax of the movie is so basically martin declares his love to their friend abby um and she's obviously very embarrassed because he doesn't in front of the whole school and in order to kind of like get back at simon for giving bad advice he is outed as gay in a very emotional scene Um, Yes. And this is when he kind of like 
doesn't talk to his friends throughout Christmas break. And then when he sees them again, this is the, the part that I was like really taken aback by um, that I think that I just didn't process the first time I watched the movie. They are really mad at him for what you describe as self-preservation. They call, they call them, they like, and I wrote this down. They call them like that. He's been insanely stupid. And they're like, honestly, like, like, you know, everyone like calls like, uh, Andy's friends in the devil was Prada's the worst friends ever. But I really do think that these people are just not nice. Um, I, I completely disagree uh, with you there. I think, I think, Honestly, and, and these these people would have loved Simon anyway. They're they're upset because Simon went through all of these hoops to keep them from being happy. Right, but you as a friend and should they have be a like to be angry. You as a friend, you're like, listen, I understand what you were going through, and I understand that you did it under no with no malice. And but the thing is, they I don't think they actually understood. And it's clear that that they didn't really understand until Simon gets made fun of in the cafeteria. Right, and it shouldn't come to that for your friends to understand it. I see what you're saying. And I know that that there are people who do feel that way. But, I mean, there's an emotional honesty to it. You don't drop everything you're feeling just because someone says... I'm gay and comes out of the closet. You, right. You know, they're still accountable for their actions. For sure. Um, how, who did you see this for the first time? How was that? Did you cry? Did you not cry? How was the reaction? I cried so much. And okay. oh my God. So I feel like Nick Robinson's best acting comes when Simon is at his lowest point. Um, and those are the scenes that really sort of tug at the heartstrings for you. Cause I feel like as gays, we're bringing our own experience to this and we don't necessarily need him to spell it out because we've gone through many things that are similar, but, but Nick Robinson does anyway, and he does a pretty decent job at it. Right. Um, so the first time I watched this, I cannot begin to tell you, I like legit started like hyperventilating. Like I, like it, like, overwhelmingly like couldn't stop crying because um you know but not everyone else knows that like that's kind of how it went for me um my coming out so it was like very just like emotional in the sense that like I you know I had very much the same experience um he gets told that he is being outed by his best friend and he's told to check the page and you know like almost like word for word that was kind of my experience of how it happened um so it was so overwhelming and the movie does many things right when they touch on this um which I really will applaud them for uh, they do when Martin, the guy that blackmailed him and out at him, goes to apologize, he, um, Simon goes to say, like, this was supposed to be my thing and this was supposed to be something yeah. that I had to yeah. do with on my own terms. And, yeah. you know, like, I, like, that's, like, I think I, I believe this 
some of the beats that the the movie does great it's like those like they do get the the kind of like gay experience in that sense yeah i, I feel like the movie the movie really hits its stride once he is outed which i know sucks for simon because now he's outed but it really pushes the characters to these extreme moments and it's where we get some really raw truthful moments this is kind of why it's just like it was the first time i watched it i i watched it with an ex-boyfriend and the second time i watched it i watched it with my best friend the one who would basically be leah Catherine langford in this situation oh like she, i watched it with her and she like i started crying all over again um because it was just like really emotional for the two of us to kind of see that um the third time you i know, watched, I it, watched it with my ex too the first time that's a ritual you know and then this fourth time after like i think that it's been way more time after my coming out process and after kind of dealing with my emotions and and just getting to like know more people and getting to get to know more of the queer community i really think that this is when the movie lost me in the sense that it just it just seemed i know this is for so many people fortunately this is the experience that they have but it's such a sugar-coated experience that it loses like its emotional value in a sense it like with like from the beginning when he's like if i were to come out no one would care and then we have the scene of him coming out to his mom and the mom being incredibly understanding and then the dad sitting down with him and saying, like, oh, my God, like, all those years that I said those terrible things about gay people, which are not every, even that terrible. Like, I, I remember that at the beginning, the father is like, oh, I, I think the bachelor guy is kind of fruity. He's fruity. Like that's, right. That's what he says. And, like, you know, like, and, you know, the friends acting different is because of what he's done. And, you know, it's just, it's such an idyllic situation. Than when your situation wasn't it is, but it wasn't make it any less scary, right? Of course, one hundred percent. But it's such an idyllic situation that the relatability of it is just like severely limited, and this is why it's no shock to me that this movie didn't do well outside of the U.S. This movie didn't do that amazingly anyway, um... right? I mean, basically because you know it's only New York and California the ones watching this type of film. And I just, like, but it that's, like, kind of my, it just loses its, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, my God, that's me. I think those things, and I, my friends are like this. And then I feel like the more I've gotten to know people that did not have that same experience, and the more I explore my own experience, it's a little bit harder for me to, like, look at Love, Simon, and be like, oh, this is, this is kind of the movie that I wanted to represent the coming out process. And I know that we should have all kinds of stories. Like we have plenty of, and this is just one of hopefully many stories that I hope will continue to come out. No pun intended. For sure. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) it, it just, it just feels that with gay movies, it's either people dying of AIDS or this like, 
gay utopia of everything going well. Have you seen the YouTube video Straight Gay Teen? No. It's this it's this YouTube video that like makes fun of Love Simon and essentially argues that oh, he's a gay teen, but he's like the most straight heterosexual gay person right. ever. Like this guy is literally Pete Buttigieg Jr. Right. Right. It, it's it, oh my god! This is the prequel to Pete Buttigieg's uh, presidential campaign, and oh then god. the movie. The movie is very aware of this too, because we have this dream sequence when he says, "I'm just going to be straight, and then I'm going to college. I'm going to be my gay self, and then I want to dance with somebody." Starts playing, and they do a little dance sequel, and then the sequence ends with him saying, "No, that's too gay." Um, and I did not like that. I, I mean, I appreciated that because we have all gone through that process, I think. That yes. we have all at one point in our lives have thought, I will never be that kind of gay. And then next thing we know, we are it's like 3.30 a.m. and Carly Rae Jepsen is playing in Hell's Kitchen. You know, it's just like... Look at us now, Fernando. Right. It Look really, at us it now. It really be like that sometimes. And I do... Then again, it's just... It's not that I have a problem with the movie presenting this kind of story... It's just that the I'm just seeing the emotional punch. It's not as strong. The more you think about it, it is for me, but only because it's very similar to the kind of community that I grew up in. Work, and I feel like the things that the mom and dad say to him, it reaffirms their love, and it takes away just everything that he's ever been scared about. In fact, you know what? I want to read out loud what his mom says to him. For sure. I really, I really do like that monologue. So, so he asks her, did you know? And she said, I knew you had a secret. When you were little, you were so carefree. But these last few years, more and more, it's almost like I can feel you holding your breath. I wanted to ask you about it, but I didn't want to pry. Maybe I made a mistake. Then Simon says, no, no, mom, you didn't make a mistake. Then she says... Being gay is your thing. There are parts of it you have to go through alone. I hate that. As soon as you came out, you said, Mom, I'm still me. I need you to hear this. You are still you, Simon. You are still the same son who I love to tease and who your father depends on for just about everything. And you're the same brother who always compliments his sister on her food, even when it sucks. You get to exhale now, Simon. You get to be more than you have been in... In a very long time, you deserve everything you want. And that's what she says. And I I really think that that's what so many of us need to hear. Okay. Girl, you can't argue with that now. For sure. I hit you with that Jennifer Garner and you're like, ooh, Josh is right. This is gonna like be like an emotional punch for people that listen, but like Simon, this and this is like kind of what sums up my feelings for the movie. The first thing that Simon said to his mom, as you kind of mentioned, is "I'm still me," and the, his parents reassure him. The first thing that I told my parents when I came out was, "Please don't kick me out." And like I just think that like when you have those disparities 
in a story, you know, like you're always going to have big brushes that I, like as I said, they get so many things right. But it, it's just so hard for someone like to rewatch that and be like, you know, like I think that you either get two reactions. You get the one reaction of like, this is what my story was like and this is why I like this movie. And you can also have the, this is what my story was not like, which is also why I like this movie, because it's the ideal situation that I would have loved to see. And then you have the third reaction, which, you know, it it's like, I did not have this kind of reaction from my parents, which is why I don't feel connected to this movie. Um, then again, like, I agree that, like, it's important to have the idyllic stories, it's just, like, I think that after doing Call Me By Your Name, which for the first hour and 50 minutes of the film are very much idyllic, both in setting and the characters, and then also having this one movie, I, like, cannot wait to, like, finally, like, look into another movie that is kind of a little bit more grounded on how they portray these relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, you know, and then again, like, I just, the first three times that I watched this movie, I really think as gay people, we are very much desperate for representation and gay content that, you know, like, if we are presented in a good light, you want to applaud it. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, Let's say that that Simon were straight. Big whoop. It wouldn't be as great of a movie because there are already so many movies about straight people. Right. But for gays, you know, we get a movie about gays like Once in a Blue Moon. Mm -hmm. And by a major studio, even less of the time. And for so sure. I think we have less to compare it to. And like you said, I, I, I do hope that, you know, there are more grounded films to come out as well about this experience. It, it just often seems like the, the quote-unquote more grounded films tend to be a little bit more melodramatic. True. That is true. When it goes into melodrama, it goes into camp a little bit. Right. And it just goes in feeling sad for the sake of feeling sad. Which is one of my problems with Boy Erased, which I'm sure we'll... Right, we'll look into. Well, now I would love to introduce the, our segment of the week, um, which is uh, Kuda Wuda Shuda, um, in which we go into which talent could have been replaced or things that would, could have been done differently. Um, so how do you feel about this movie? So, I know Nick Robinson is straight. <laughs> and, like, sure, if you want someone who's closeted, why not get a gay actor who knows what it's like to be closeted? Yes, and at the same time, Nick Robinson said that he wanted to do his, this movie because his little brother had recently come out to the family. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's sweet. And he wanted he wanted to do that. I mean, I'm sure the paycheck was nice. Um, <laughs> he said that he wanted to do this as, you know, like as a way to like tell his brother how supportive he was of him. That's like, ugh, 
why can't we have more allies like Nick Robinson? Oh my god, that's what we need. More white straight allies in the world. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you all. You really make our lives better every day. But at the um, same time, he doesn't give a he doesn't give an offensive performance at all. So I'm oh, not like for sure. I'm not you know I'm not and, bothered by it, you know. I, yeah, I'm not bothered by it. I I and I do want to so spoiler alert, at the end, um we find out that one of Simon's classmates, uh played by Keenan Lonsdale, his name is Bram, is um, his secret lover, and they end up together, and they start dating, and he becomes part of the friend group. Hooray. And Keenan Lonsdale um, is part of the LGBTQ community. Um, yes. Keenan Lonsdale um, has said that he does not like to label his sexuality after initially um, being reported that he identified himself as bisexual. Um However, he does a lot of advocacy for LGBTQ groups. Um, so we had good talent over there. So I really, I'm really not offended by, by the people that they chose for these roles. How do you feel about it? Well, like I said last time, I just want to see gay actors getting roles. Right. But And I then... hope that, you know, if this movie opens the door for more gay cinema that we can get some gay actors in there too right and you know rich white twink you just gotta go to washington square park you gotta ask them to raise their hand and then you got your assignment (laughs) (laughs) it's not like it's not like there's not a lot of those and then um we can talk about our segment which is dumb or snub snub Snub! Snub! I'm going to cut you off there, Fernando, because I already know. You introduce it then. Well, no, I wanted you to introduce it, but I I was planning to cut you off anyway. Good. It was like a thing. I thought it would sound cute if you were like, Dom or Snub, and I was like, Snub! But anyway, this movie was totally snubbed. It should have gotten a lot of awards. Well, this is 2018. What one? Green Book. This is the Green Book year. (laughs) Yes, this is Green Book Year. Okay, okay. I know all you people have heard me turn this movie friends for the whole like fifteen minutes, but I much prefer this over Green Book any day. Oh my god. I would prefer raw horseradish over Green Book. And the fact that our representation of queer cinema at these Oscars was Bohemian Rhapsody, it's shameful. <laughs> Um, oh and God, I just yeah. want to say justice for love, Simon, if that's the case. Yes, justice um, for love, Simon. Come on. It was such a smartly written screenplay. And you're saying that, what, the ballad of Buster Scruggs deserved to be there, but Love, Simon didn't? I mean, it is a movie. And this the is... The ballad of Buster Scruggs is a fucking TV show. It is. It's but, literally you know, like a six-part miniseries. This, you know what I will compare it. You know what I'll compare this to, and only because I watched it over Memorial Weekend. Uh, to all the boys I loved before. Oh, honey, no. This is no. very that. No, it's very that. No. Love, no. Lara Jean. I just, <laughs> I, I, and this is, and this is kind of like the the issue that I had with to all the boys that I uh, loved before. Is that I know that this is supposed to be a teen rom com. There's absolutely no mention of sex in this for me, and I know that it sounds like I'm sex obsessed because I've talked about it during "Tell Me All Your Name." 
<laughs> but they Orlando. never. This is something that they never talk about. Well, Don't I think that's think? okay because they're teenagers. Oh, excuse they're me. Teenagers. Excuse no. me. Teenagers, excuse we don't know about sex. We don't know about anything. We just, I mean, of like, course, teenagers know about sex. But this is but just, like, like I'm saying, something like, that it's when you're like, figuring out your sexuality, everyone goes through it differently. And for, in this story, it was about romance more so than sort of, these sexual urges. I feel like, like what you're talking about, if it had more like sex in it, I think it wouldn't really be a comedy. It would be a drama. I mean, sex can be funny. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like sex, Simon doesn't have to sing right to it. Um, or love sex, love sex. Um, Anyways, uh, um, <laughs> uh, we wanted to bring out this last thing. Um, so Love, Simon, as you kind of said, wasn't that big of a success. Um, however, it cost around $17 million and it made $66.3 million, which is a nice return of investment. <laughs> you know, and since then, the movie has gone, you know, pretty viral. Um, heads up, you can't find this anywhere. Um, that it's a streaming service, you'd have to rent it or buy it. Um, however, Disney, um, the movie caused headlines this year because I'm going to let you introduce uh, everyone to the topic, Josh. As some of you may know, Disney bought 20th Century Fox last year. What? <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm reviewing this movie. Like, like, what? The Disney Fox. owns. Fox now? And by yeah. the way, the, and this is 20th Century Fox, not Fox News. That's still owned by News Corp. 20th hey. Century Fox is the film and television studio. 20th Century Fox made Love, Simon under their Fox 2000 banner. So when they had acquired this Fox library, this was around the time when they were also looking to put more on their new Disney Plus streaming service. And one of the things that they wanted to do was um, a series based in the Love, Simon universe. Wow. Which is, sounds kind of odd, but no, but they wanted to do essentially a spinoff called Love, Victor, and it would be um, a series. And this was really good news for a lot of us. I mean, uh, Greg Berlanti, who directed the movie, I think he's working on the series as well, right? Yes, yes. But earlier this year... Um, it was announced that Love, Victor would be moving to Hulu instead. Cool, 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 cool. Rattlesnake noises. Shade noises. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, no, but it's... We can't, but, we can't afford that, but um, we, what was the rationale behind this? So it was supposed to be on Disney+, Plus, and now it's going to Hulu, and it's going to premiere on Hulu on June 19th. But reportedly... This move was because Disney executives felt that it was a little too edgy to be on the Disney Plus streaming service. Maybe there will be and sex. It caused a lot of controversy because a lot of people said, oh my god, are they trying to censor gay content? You know? Right. And I personally know quite a few people who are very upset and vocal about this in particular. Wow. Yeah. 
when is this TV show coming out so all of our viewers are aware of it? June 19th on Hulu. So support if you are an ally and if you are a gay person, you can always create a podcast um, and not watch the show. <laughs> um, Wait, are you not going to watch the show? I don't know. <gasps> I just feel like it's going to be like iCarly, but with gays. <laughs> you know, but it's it like... can't be iCarly because, first of all, that was like a really weird reference. Like, none of this movie is about iCarly. In the but sense like... that it's going to be like freaking like Nickelodeon teenager show. But if it were, then why wouldn't it have been on Disney Plus? That's the thing. Because I'm not sure they're going to have Liz McGuire snorting something in Bushwick, and at the same time, Disney Plus didn't want to have Liz McGuire at 30 years old. I just think that they're going through a really, really, really weird identity crisis that they don't know who to market these things to. Because they are fine with having all of Star Wars with... um, you know, Anakin Skywalker killing all those Jedi kids, but if we say the word gay, that's what, you know, is the big controversy. I just really don't think that Disney Plus knows what they're going to go for, and it really... But that's America. We, this is a country where, where we think that violence is okay, but any mention of sexuality is, like, off-limits. Right. Well... With that being, are you going to watch the show? Yes, of course I'm going to watch the show. I have to support it. Well, I'm In sure fact, that... I'm kind of happy that it's moving to Hulu, to be honest. Why? I feel like, I feel like, you know, if it's on Disney+, Plus, you know, it's it's got to be TVG or, you know, and, and I think when, when you're talking about coming out and a bunch of sensitive topics like the ones that were in the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's online. It's very, very good. You know, and those, I think, are really going to be treated with the respect um, and the um, the respect that they deserve. You know what? I You've convinced me. You've turned me. I have. Thank you, Josh. I just think that it's going to be a very washed-up euphoria. <laughs> and I just, you know, it's either going to be a really washed-up euphoria or a musicless glee. And I I think I'm way past that. Okay, but that but being what would be said, wrong if it were like glee? Oh, I think that even if you rewatch Glee now, it's just severely outdated. It is. It feels very outdated. And I think that a show, you either have to be, you know, like, it's no longer about about the birds and the bees. You know, you've got to really go for it. And I don't think the show is ready to do so. But you know what? I'm going to watch the first episode. I'm going to have an open mind. And if it's good... I'll keep on watching. I'm no stranger to watching to watching bad shows. I watch Glee for six seasons. <laughs> oh my god, bless your heart. Yeah, bless you my went heart. Through all six seasons. You know, I am gay, but I think that makes me even a bigger ally. Oh my god, that's With so that brave. Being said, so brave. <laughs> um, so Josh, do you think that um, this movie is, you know? 
Um, yes, it is, you know. Yay. You know, um, I agree. I, I agree. This is, even when I have my issues with the way the story's told, with the topics that we do not get to address, and how narrow the focus of this seems to be, as I said, kind of like in the beginning when we were discussing, I think gay people deserve the same kind of range of movies that straight people get. Everyone deserves a great love story. <laughs> sure. I love that for you. I I howled at this one scene in the movie where his dad says that he loves him, and then he says, maybe we can sign up for Grinder together. And then Simon's like, I don't, what do you think Grinder is? And then his dad says, oh, it's like Facebook for gay people. Okay, and this is why, and no, I know everyone's going to be hating me for this because I'll keep mentioning it. We know that in this universe, sex exists. You know, you can't... Oh, but come on, it's funny. Simon knows what the fuck Grinder is. So in two years, Simon's going to be at 3 a.m. in the morning going to his neighbor's house. So I'm Yeah, because let's be real. Let's be real. Simon's only been talking to, to, to this guy over text, and they only have met in person and, like, have started dating at the end of the film. So honestly, I give them, like, a week... Yeah, they're going to go to college. Let me tell you, honey, it's not going to (laughs) work. I'm telling you right now. Um, Oh, and yeah, I I will also say that I was surprised at the amount of name calling that we saw. Like they, they use pansy, fruity, and they even say fag in the film. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. was like, ooh, spicy. Interesting. But then again, they never do anything with that. You know? So, thank you everyone for listening. Um, Next week, we're going to have a- another movie that we are going to dissect. And we're going to find out if it's, you know. You know. Yay. Goodbye. Bye.